This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe, it is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood hotline where we are joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle with Jason LaCanfora and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Yeah, this guy's been busy and uh, found a little bit of time for us this morning. Brian, good morning. How you doing, brother? Hey, Joe. Good morning, guys. Good to be with you, man. How are you? Hey, uh, we're hanging in there. So so you know what happens down here. First, it was a Dalvin Cook thing, so you want to guess what, what it is now. The whole Jonathan Taylor thing and what should the Dolphins do? Should they make a run at him? So uh, what do you think is going to happen with this whole Jonathan Taylor thing that's gotten really ugly? Well, there's a lot that has to, you know, get done, Joe. I mean, obviously, you know, you got to – you know, you got to do the trade. And so whatever that is, you know, um, second round picks, third round picks, future picks, like that's part of it. So you got to, you got to handle that. And then, you know, he's not happy with his contract. So if you have to do a new contract, like it, it's going to get expensive. And then you look at the Miami Dolphins and you watch, you know, Devonta chain and his first carry last night, he just busted one for 20. You watch Ahmed run up and down the field against the Texans the other night. Um, not to mention what Mostert and Wilson can do. I, I mean, I just don't see a great need at this point um, for Jonathan Taylor. Is is he an upgrade? Probably, yeah. But um, I don't know. It, it doesn't look like it's a great need on a team that's going to throw the ball a great deal. You know, I mean, I know they're going to run it, but, uh, you know, with the receivers they have, it'd be foolish to try and be a run-first team with what they have. So, Baldy, where do you think's best fit for Jonathan Taylor? Do you think he just has to go back and go, I got to suck it up? I, uh, we didn't get what we want, so play for us or don't play at all. Well, you know, look, I, I played for that organization, Joe. I played for Jimmy and Bob Ursay. Um, You know, they put the line in the sand here. And, look, they to me, when they drafted Anthony Richardson and then last week they named him the starter, to me – Jimmy Ursay is saying, we're going to do what we did with Peyton Manning. We were 3-13 and 13 with Peyton Manning his rookie year, and then we went off on a run for almost a decade and a half where we were a contender every year. And to me, that's what the Colts are going to do. They're going to put their, their money and the resources around Anthony Richardson right here. And if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play for a second-round rookie contract, we'll ship him out. We'll get what we can get. We'll start building. But, I, you know, I, I heard Adam Schefter say yesterday that there are takers. Well, we know it's not the Jets, 
And you can kind of go through all these other 30 teams and go, I don't know who has the bigger need and who's going to pony up and right. do the trade and then give them the contract. I don't, I don't know who that is right now, Joe. So I want to ask you the other one. It's really interesting in the new NFL that we're seeing down here with a lot of guys banged up and hopefully some of the guys will be able to return for the opener against the Chargers. What, what are your thoughts on playing stars or, or frontline players in preseason football? Well, I saw the Dolphins play their starters go 90, basically 98 yards for a touchdown against Houston. I thought, you know, those guys, whether it was Tyreek or, you know, Mostert or Tua outside of the interception, I thought they all played pretty good. Uh, Mahomes has played a lot in both games so far. I mean, if you're playing the best player in the league in preseason, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to play this weekend. I mean, I just think you got to do it, Joe. I think you got to get a little bit of the bubble wrap off these guys before they start the season. Yeah. I mean, some of it just to get hit, some of it for conditioning, some of it to get some kind of rhythm before, you know, you head out to and play the Chargers. I just think you got to get out there on the field and, and play a little bit. I, I don't think you can legislate against injuries, and I don't think you can worry about injuries. They're going to happen, but they're going to happen regardless, especially if you don't hit and play before you, you start the season. Yeah, I agree. You just went a little old school on me, but I, I Baldy, I agree with you. I, I do agree that you got to do some. I know it's not like it used to be, but you do have to do a little bit. You're going from zero to ninety miles an hour in the for an opening game, where now everything's live and going hundred miles an hour. It's completely different. I am I am with you on that one. So so Baldy, I I got to ask. We got a a bunch of things going on here. Christian Wilkins has been doing individual drills, but not team, and made it real clear like. I'm here, but I want to get paid. And I don't, I don't care that I only had three and a half sacks. I'm really good. I had almost 100 tackles. I need to get paid this offseason. We saw a ton of defensive tackles make a lot of money. What are your thoughts on how important Christian Wilkins is to this football team? Well, I don't believe in the hold ins, Joe. You know, you, like going there and doing push-ups and jumping jacks while everybody else is working doesn't – I don't believe it does Christian Wilkins any good. I mean, if, they, if that's his faith, like, I'm, I want to be here. Well, I mean, the Dolphins drafted him in the first round. He's played well. He's not Chris Jones. He's not Quentin Williams. They all got paid. Now, you could say he's better than Deron Payne. He's as good as Deron Payne. That's fine. Jeffrey Simmons got paid. He's their focal point. That's what he's looking at. He's looking at five guys that got paid. You know, there's Aaron Donald, and then there's sort of everybody else. But Chris Jones won a Super Bowl. Right. He took over in the postseason. Yes, he did. I haven't seen Christian Wilkins do that. Now, I don't know what he's asking for, Joe. I'm just saying I wouldn't slot him in the same category as Quentin Williams or Chris Jones right now. Like, I think he's a good player. I think he's probably worthy of a contract. But where that contract and where that money is right now, I don't know. They don't look the same without him in there, to be honest with you. He's a very good player. But, you know, you've got to do more. In the passing game, you've got to affect this game more than what he affects the game if you want one of the elite contracts that just got given out to defensive tackles in this uh, league this year. It is amazing because you're, you're talking about sacks, three and a half compared to all those other guys you just mentioned. Quinton Williams and what, 12 sacks, and, and of course, uh, Chris had – In the force fumbles, Joe, yeah, in the right. force fumbles, right. and the, the game-changing plays. And Chris Jones had 15 and a half sacks. I mean – like, he's an elite player. If you leave him one-on-one block, he beats you, period. I talked to Warren Sapp, 
this offseason. He worked with him last year during training camp. He's like, Paul, he's a beast. But he knows how to take over a game. When Christian Wilkins learns how to take over a game, Joe, yeah. then you, I think you can give him one of those elite contracts. But, you know, playing the run and being good at the line of scrimmage and, you know, defeating blocks run game is good. This is a passing league. you got to hit the quarterback. you got to affect the quarterback more than he does. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, no, uh, there's no question. Uh, but, boy, I'll tell you, I'd like to see him get a, a contract. But you're right, he should not get paid like those guys. By the way, you're, uh, I do agree. So, so i got to ask you this one. The AFC East, I feel like this is the first time in, in maybe 25 years, Baldy, that it's really open between what Tom Brady did and what Allen has done in his first few years. Do you feel that way, or do you think it's still all about Buffalo? No, I don't feel like that, Joe. I feel like it's wide open. And I can make a case. I mean, obviously the Jets are getting a great deal of buzz. I've been up there a bunch, you know, between hard knocks and, and signing Dalvin and getting anybody that, you know, Aaron Rodgers wanted. But I can see, you know, I can see certain weaknesses in that team. It's a long, long season. Um, you know, 18 weeks is a long time to try and figure out who's going to take home the crown. I mean, you saw week one last year, you know, the Dolphins beat the Patriots week one in your own backyard, Joe. And they made a play on fourth and eight before the half that ended up Jalen Waddle doing the Waddle in the end zone. I mean, one play changed that whole game. And I kind of feel like in all these games, you go back to the playoff game, you know, and Skylar Thompson's playing quarterback against Buffalo. You had chances to win that game. And that's, you know, in Buffalo in January with Josh Allen. Like, I think all these games in this division are going to turn on one or two plays. And I, I could make a case for any of the teams, including the Patriots, that could win this division. Certainly the Dolphins, certainly the Jets. I mean, any of those teams could win this thing. Because I think they all have really talented defenses. Um, I don't know who's the best right now. I would say Buffalo probably has the worst. If I looked at it, like, really truthfully, I would say that Miami's probably – or Buffalo's probably last in the division offensively. And then you go, okay, which, who has the best quarterback? Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to certainly challenge Josh Allen for that crown. And Tua, if he stays healthy, we know what he's capable of doing. So, I think it's wide open, Joe. And like you said, probably first time in 25 years. Crazy. It's, uh, I've been here to see it up close, and it's, uh, it's been absolutely nuts. Hey, Baldy, I'll leave you with this one going forward. It looks like there's a lot of good teams in the AFC. I, I go, wow, you look at Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, and, and you start looking at Cleveland and what they could be, and Baltimore and that love fest going on there. What are your thoughts on – overall how talented the AFC is? Well, I've seen all the teams in the AFC North in preseason here, Joe. I re- most recently watching Cleveland scrimmage against the Eagles. I mean, and, you know, the opening week of the season is Cleveland and Cincinnati. We don't we think Joe Burrow's going to be in the lineup, but we don't really know yet. Uh, we'll see how that cap responds. But it's, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight. The only team I look like, 
that looks to me like they're a clear-cut favorite above everybody else in the division is Kansas City. They still look like they're, they're by far the toughest team to beat right now in the AFC West. They may win it for the eighth straight year in a row. But everything else looks like it's wide open to me. And that AFC North is uh, – they're four really good, really well-coached teams right now. Yeah. So I think it's going to be – whoever comes out of there, they might not have a big, shiny 13-4 and four record or something. But they'll be battle-tested for the postseason, whoever survives and wins that division. Molly, always great having you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I may give you a call a few minutes when I get off the air just for a second. So thank you and take care of yourself. Sure. Okay, you got it, Joe. Brian, yep. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider, NFL Network, joining us talk a little bit uh, about everything going on in the NFL. We still got Lance Gidry, Hurricanes defensive coordinator, is going to join us. Woody, and you have something. I do, Joe. That was NFL Insider Brian Balding. Make sure you follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.